GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and I am joined by a man who goes to playgrounds and sta- straps C4 onto children's ankles and then tells them to fight to the death. Hovercraft Joe. So, just to clarify, uh, like a minute ago, we were getting ready to record, and you said, hold on, I got to think of my intro, and and that's what you were thinking of. I had to think of how to word it properly. I I had the concept in my head, but I I was stumbling over some of the phrasing I wanted to use, and I thought, you know what? Let's keep it simple. The man goes to playgrounds, he straps C4 to ankles of children, and then tells them to fight to the death. All right. I kept it simple. Okay, you know what? Fair enough. Sometimes the truth is the easiest thing to tell. Fair enough. Thanks for that intro. No problem. Well, we're also joined by a return guest, friend of the show, AJ. Hello. Thank you for having me. I apologize that I'm a little bit congested this evening for this recording. So uh, this would kind of be like like my flu game of <laughs> sorts. So I'm I'm here for you guys. I appreciate the invitation, and I'm I'm gonna do what I can. Ah, it's all right. Don't worry about it. It's a free podcast. People are lucky to get what they get. Yeah, and trust me, uh, uh, you are not even close to the most ill person who's ever been broadcasting on the show before. Yes, that would be LPJ. Yeah, on a couple of a couple of occasions. Go back and listen to our episode on the original X Men. He sounds like Tone Loke. Uh, <laughs> it was it was not great. Uh, so uh, we're into February now, so we're starting a new theme month. This is a theme month that uh, LPJ and I have kicked around for a while. You know, and uh, nothing are- says February like love. <laughs> and nothing says yeah. love like... Like action movies starring wrestlers. Yep, 100%. Which, falls which right is, in line. Which is a concept month we talked about, we kicked around... But I don't know how we ended up on doing it in February. Uh, we're going to have Tush on soon, and he's going to be I, – I, I guarantee he's going to bring up how mad he is that we didn't do a month of Val Kilmer films for Valentine's Day. It was going to be like Valentine's Month. But anyways, we decided on uh, action movie starring wrestlers, and we're here tonight to talk about The Condemned. Actually, a movie I feel like that we had talked about doing – a number of different times that I think finally when we decided on this month uh, is is when we decided to do it. I think it was the first one we agreed upon. Um, the release date on this is April 27, 2007. Uh, AJ, do you have any kind of background history with this movie? Where are you at with uh, The Condemned? Yeah, in 2007, um, that's the year that I graduated from high school. And I think that, um, you know, like nostalgia is a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it felt like a time capsule of sorts. You know, I'm sure that we'll unpack uh, the <laughs> plot and some of the uh, the language used and some of like the, yeah, we'll, we'll go through all of it, you know, but it, it definitely felt like going back in time. And it's like, man, like this is, uh, this is what action movies were <laughs> at, at this time, you know? Had you, but you had seen it before? Like this I, I had seen it before, yeah. Okay. Um, like, like friend of the show, like Ethan, or I don't know if we would call him like that, I, how he would be referred to. 
um, in this sphere, you know, but um, it wasn't until like I met him in college that I really learned to appreciate wrestling, you know, but there were the guys, you know, like obviously like Stone Cold, like I didn't live under a rock, right? So like the Attitude Era was a thing. I was aware of Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, mm-hmm. and then maybe like, I don't know when the Marine with the first Marine with John, I don't know what year that would have dropped, you know, but mm-hmm. I feel like there was stuff with like the wrestlers that were like very mainstream that I would have watched, you know. Yeah, so well, to say, is... like, I heard about this and Stone Cold was in it, and I was like, Stone Cold, you seem like a cool enough guy, even though I wasn't that into wrestling at the time. I'll give it a shot. Update, yeah. The Marine with John Cena came out in 2006, so the year before this film came out. Yep. That, that feels right. Cool. That makes me feel good. Uh, LPJ, what about you in this movie? Uh, I've never seen this. It's one of those movies that I kept meaning to watch, especially after The Tush was like, oh, yeah, The Condemned's pretty good. Um, did he say that? I think he did. I, he mentioned it a couple times. I, I you know, about you know, we 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 talk about wrestling movies sometimes, and I believe he said the condemn was okay. Um, but it was one of those movies that I kind of wanted to see because I had heard that it was pretty decent from a few different people. Um, and yeah, you're you're not wrong about it being a time capsule of 2007 because it really is like from the way people dress to kind of the concept that people had of how the internet works. Um, you know, it, it, uh, it, it really is, uh, very indicative of that era. Um, and this is actually, this was the first WWE produced film. So like the Marine was produced by another company. This was the first one produced by WWE specifically. That's a fun fact. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, I knew this movie was a thing. Uh, I had never seen it. Like I said, we had talked about doing it on the podcast a couple of times. Uh, never got around to it, so this was my first viewing. Uh, and I watched it for free on the Roku Roku channel on my Roku. So there you go. Um, I was but, like, but, to it's, talk not, about but it's not Tubi. It was not on Tubi, no, unfortunately. Uh, how did how did you watch it, LPJ? Uh, you know, I bootlegged it like I usually do. <laughs> what about you, AJ? How'd you watch it? Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I actually rented it. I actually, I actually paid the four dollars and rented it straight up. But I, I need to do my homework, you know, because like I, I know, I know Tubi's out there, um, mm-hmm. and, I, and I have a Roku. I'm like the nicer TV in the basement, so mm-hmm. I need to tap into the Roku channel. You know, well, I feel like yeah, I'm not I, taking I advantage always, of it. I always, for movies for the podcast, I always go. There's a search. This is for anybody listening. There's a search function on your Roku. You throw it in there. You can click on it. It'll show you all the all the services it's available on. And so I can always see if it's something I have to pay for or watch for free. I'm not a bootlegger like LPJ. So yeah, I'm, I'm a dirty <laughs> cheater. Um, that's just how I work. <clears throat> yeah, keep going. Okay, so let's talk about the numbers for this movie. Um, it it has a budget of twenty million dollars. It has a domestic gross of seven million dollars and a worldwide gross of eight million dollars. Yeah, not, so, not a big hit. <laughs> not coming out of the gate strong for WWE films. Um, uh, it's Rotten Tomatoes uh, is fifteen percent, which is obviously terrible, but higher than the 9% that Beverly Hills Cop 3 got. Uh, and the audience score is 58%, which, you know, okay. Yeah, uh, I feel like that's that's what's tricky about these these wrestling movies, especially ones like this in the Marine and 12 Rounds. Wrestling fans are, they're going to come out in droves to rate this thing higher than it probably should be. 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, you're gonna you're definitely gonna see that discrepancy in uh, in IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, okay, top grossing movies of 2007. Number one is Spider Man Three. Wow. <laughs> Number. Number two is Shrek the Third. And LVJ, I want you to remember this when we talk about next, net, when we're doing next week's episode, remember what I'm telling you are the number one and number two movies, okay? So Spider-Man 3 is number one. Shrek the Third is number two. Uh, number three is a movie we have done on this podcast, which is uh, Transformers, the original Michael Bay one. Uh, and we've also covered number three. 10 300 on the podcast and this movie the condemned comes in 161st in the domestic box office wow so that is not good i had to scroll quite a ways to find this one so (laughs) um okay let's talk about the cast of the condemned uh we talked about stone cold steve austin being in it uh and the most other notable person to me was Vinnie Jones, star of Snatch and Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels and Eurotrip. Uh, what else do you got for me, LPJ? Uh, well, Manu Bennett's in it. He is uh, he's Manu Bennett is the uh, is the Australian New Zealand or, or, or I think he's from New Zealand. Yeah, who plays uh, is he is he Cuban? Is he Mexican? <laughs> Like I can't quite tell what he's supposed to be. Oh, but he's Paco. definitely he's Paco, yeah. But he's definitely not using his native New Zealand accent. Um, he's Deathstroke on Arrow, and uh, he's in like Spartacus and stuff like that too. Um, right. Who else we got? We got uh, Nathan Rick Jones. Ho- What's that? Nathan uh, Jones. He said. Yep, Nathan Jones is in this as well. Um, he is a another wrestler, powerlifter. Uh, what was his name in in WWE? I don't remember. I can't remember either. I remember he was in Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. And that's, I think, when I, like, that was a more recent watch that I had that I was like, is that that guy, like, from WWE, like, a little while ago? And I looked it up, and I was like, okay, Nathan, like, good for you, man. Like, you're still out here getting work and, like, getting checks, you know? I thought he wrestled with just his I think name. He was, yeah, he was just Nathan Jones. I thought he was nice. something else. Yeah, he's the he was Nathan Jones. That's uh, so yeah, and then I didn't yeah again I didn't really rec I didn't even realize it was Manu Bennett until um, I was doing my research on it. So um, and the guy that played like the main like camera dude whatever like yeah I recognize him but yeah Rick I don't Hoffman. know from what I, the reason is that I, the one that they called Goldie yeah. Yes, that's gold. Golden is the reason why I rec- why I recognized him is because I used to always see him in commercials for the TV show Suits while I was watching um, Burn Notice. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's uh, the only reason why I recognize him. Okay, you ready for a couple net worths? Did you say net worths? I did. Let's do it. All right, first, LPJ, let's start with you. Uh, we're going to go with Vinnie Jones. He's got that aforementioned sweet, sweet Euro trip money. What do you think for, oh, you know what? He's got that sweet, sweet she's the man money. What do you want to, what do you want, what do you think for Vinnie Jones? He's got that sweet, sweet short lived NBC superhero show, The Cape Money. Um, I'm going to go 30 million. Okay. What do you think, AJ? Can I ask a question about Vinnie? Sure. Yeah. He he had a soccer career, right? Oh yeah, yeah. he did. A, yeah, he played yeah. soccer. He yeah. had a fairly—I don't know if it was lengthy or not—but he had a 
formidable soccer career. Like, like, do we know like what level he played at? But he was in the he was in the EPL. He was known as uh he kind of beat the shit out of people. Is essentially what he did. Yeah, I think he he played professional in in England. Yeah, for sure. Okay, nice. So, so Vinny, like that might have been another avenue of income that you might have had. And you're like, definitely at one point. Yeah, let's see. He played uh, how many seasons did he play? First Division, FA Cup, uh, Wimbledon. Let's see. He played for Leeds, Sheffield, Chelsea, Wimbledon, Queens Park Rangers. He played had an international career. Um, yeah, he was sent off twelve times in his career, as well as holding the record for the quickest booking ever in a football match. Just three seconds in, he fouled up a player so hard that they had to throw him out of the game. Wow. Yep. So that's Vinnie Jones for you. And and uh and what was LPJ's uh number? He said he said thirty million. Yeah. LPJ's going thirty. Uh I'll go a little bit higher and I'll go thirty five. Oh, you guys all overshot. Vinnie Jones only has ten million dollars. Only oh, ten million dollars. That's you know what? <laughs> I feel bad for Vinny Jones. He needs more money. <laughs> well, didn't didn't he uh, play a villain in Arrow too? Yeah, Wasn't he did. He, he was. Um, was he Brick? <sighs> was he Brick? No, I don't think he was Brick. He was somebody else. Oh well. Anyways, I can find. I mean, I can uh, find out. I guess. Stop! Is, stop looking stuff up. Is is the C is the CW DC like television series universe still an ongoing thing? It's dying. I think they're down to like one show, and I think the Flash is ending this year. So they have the Flash, and they have um, uh, Lois and not Lois and Clark, Superman and Lois, and they got Superman and Lois is going to continue for one or two more years. And then it's going to be done. And then they're all going to be done. I haven't watched any of them in a while, if I'm being honest. Okay. I I don't need you to look up if he was on. Just keep going. Just keep going. I don't care. All right. Well, the other one we have, uh, we'll start with you, AJ, is Stone Cold Steve Austin himself. He's got that sweet, sweet, been in way more straight-to-DVD movies than I realized money. What do you think for Stone Cold Steve Austin? Do we, we know that I'm not good at net worth <laughs> but stone cold like it's i'm trying to think of words like obviously like i think like hogan like hulk hogan you know like you ask like random people that you would run into if they can name a wrestler maybe that's a generational thing though you know maybe like there was a generation and people would have known hogan maybe now they would know more probably Dwayne right now they, yeah they know the rock they i said i said like the yeah. rock and so Cena. the current, so the current generation, they would probably say Dwayne, but like Stone Cold, like the Attitude Era was, like we stated earlier, it was a thing, right? And like Stone Cold, like you and Mister, and again, like I wasn't even tracking with wrestling that much, but it was pretty huge, right? Like people oh, yeah. knew what was going on at least to a degree. Um, so that's a long way of saying like like Steve, I don't know, cultural icon or something like that, you know? And I remember like. Uh, we talk about the sweet, sweet other avenues of income that they have. Was it like Broken Skull Ranch? And it was like a CMT yeah. like competition series and you had people out to the ranch. So like Stone Cold, like you're doing the TV thing, right? Um, he's got the beer, right? Like again, like, yep, he's, he's, got got beer, beer, like yep. he's got a podcast. Yeah. He's got a show yeah. on the WWE Network. So like he, he's staying busy. He's got to still be getting paid. So I feel like it's got to be a big number. I'm proud. The, so a long way to way of saying I'm going to overshoot this. I feel like the guy's got to be super paid. 
and have done well for himself. 250, 250 million. All right. Uh, what do you think, uh, LPJ? I feel like that's a lot. But it's a I don't ton. Know, but I don't know because wrestlers at that time made some pretty good money. Um, or started to at least. Um, uh, first of all, he's got that sweet, sweet expendables money. Um, oh, all right. The first yeah. expendables. The first expendables. Damn. I'm going to go. I'm not going to go that high. I'm going to go. I'll go. I'll go. 50 million. $30 million for okay. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Dude. I mean, that's still pretty good. Oh, yeah. I, I think maybe he had an issue where he lost a bunch of money at some point and then had to build it back up. Out of out of curiosity, like right now, can we Google what Dwayne has for his net worth just to give me like a, a baseline? Yeah, hold on. Yeah. I will do it right now. You guys talk while I look this up. <clears throat> you're, okay. you're right about Stone Cold being like a he, he he was everywhere. Like people yeah. knew who he was, and okay. like like the Austin 316 thing and I'm, stuff. You know, I'm really curious to hear. Okay. I'm glad you brought this up, AJ, because I'm curious to hear for for DJ's for Dwayne Johnson for, ref, for reference. Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson has 800 million dollars. Okay, yeah, that seems about right. Yeah, okay, yeah, he's and, super and, rich. But yeah. he's he's so crazy diversified, though. He's got TV shows. He's got tequila money. He's got Sports leagues, yeah, he's got. But that I didn't realize that he had eight hundred million dollars. That's wild. I feel like that's jumped up since last time I looked it up. So, oh, I do we know you're going to be a billionaire sometime in your career? Guaranteed. I, I mean, yeah. If, I feel if like you're eight now, I feel like he's pretty close. Yeah, I think if the yeah. XFL takes off in any way and he makes money on it, through the roof, he's going to be well over a billion. Doing good for you, man. Or if he or if he ever sells Terramano, remember uh, oh, yeah. how much? Remember how much money George Clooney made when he sold uh, Casamigos? Like we looked it up, it was like an insane amount of money. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so this movie is directed by Scott Wiper. Uh, I'm looking at Scott Wiper's IMDb page and. <laughs> doesn't look like he directed anything interesting other than the Marine three and the Marine four. Yep. <laughs> so, which by the way is news to me that there's four Marine movies. Oh yeah. They're, are they at the six or seven though? They make a ton of like the Miz. The Miz is kind of like the new, the new wrestler who just goes and makes a bunch of like straight to video movies. So he's well, made did. like a bunch of Marines. I did see my Roku kept suggesting that I watch The Condemned 2 starring Randy Orton. Oh, so, sure, that, sure. That was great. I, I didn't watch it, but um, <laughs> okay. So that's who's directing this movie. He also it, wrote the screenplay along with Rob Heaton and Andy Heaton. So, um, and you know what? I didn't look up what the composer is. I'm just going to say this right now. I don't care about that anymore as far as this podcast is concerned. We don't barely ever play the music. I'm sick of looking it up. I don't well, it's, care. It's Graham Ravel, actually. He wrote the score to, like, The Crow, Street Fighter, Daredevil, Freddy vs. Jason, From Dust Till Dawn, The Power Rangers movie. He wrote, he wrote a lot of really good scores, actually. All right. Well, you're in charge of Sin looking City. up the composer from now on. Fine. Because Hovercraft Joe, I'll do it. Hovercraft Joe officially doesn't care about the composer. You know what? Fuck off, movie. That's what you think about it. Basically, yeah. <clears throat> um, talking about music and talking about a time capsule, though. Oh god. The tr- the track that kicks in as we get to our ending, which maybe we'll get there. You know, I don't want to jump ahead or anything. Hot track, though. 
<laughs> that and, this, ain't a sign of the times. Oh my god, yes. The soundtrack, the the song that's crazy. There's like there's like twelve songs that are in the movie that were not released as part of the soundtrack that came out. Like if you went to go buy the soundtrack for this movie based on what you heard in the movie, you were gonna be sorely disappointed because none of those songs appear on what they sold. Um, okay, you guys ready for a couple of taglines? Yes. Yes. Your first one. There's three of them. Two of them are very similar. The first one is, the fight is on. <laughs> All okay. right. Fair All enough. Right. The next one. Ten will fight. Nine will die. You get to watch. Okay. Yep. The next one just Super says. Happen. Yeah. The next one just says, ten will fight. Nine will die. And, like, I don't know if that one guy fights because he just falls out of the helicopter and gets impaled and dies. So yeah, he kind of fights in the air in the helicopter, sort of. He's kind of a dick. Does he? Feisty. Um, okay. Anything either of you want to mention before we start talking about or talking through the plot of this cinematic masterpiece? Um, it was, I don't know. I feel like it was kind of interesting that they did this movie four years after Stone Cold retired. Like, I feel like, you know, they would have picked a more, I don't want to say relevant, but a wrestler who had a lot more screen time at the time than Stone Cold had. Because he'd been, you know, he'd been out of wrestling for four years by the time this movie came out. So that's a long time for a wrestler to not be on TV. But isn't it possible that the WWE is like, well, he's not wrestling anymore, but how can we make some uh... scratch on him? Yeah, some money on true. him. That is true. He was selling a lot of t-shirts still. Because like I said, like, uh, like he's, like, I, I can't even begin to, like, how, how he's made so many, like, straight-to-DVD movies, right? Like, I saw this one that's, like, him and Steven Seagal, and there's one that's, like, him and Michael Jai White, and it's, like, yeah, he's all he's over the a, place. He's made a bunch. Yeah. So, uh, maybe we'll have Stone Cold Steve Austin straight-to-DVD month down the road. I think we just call it Stone Cold Steve Austin month, and it's assumed that it's straight to DVD. No, I want the straight to DVD on the end of it, or I'm not doing it. All right, fair. You know what? <laughs> you make the rules. You make the rules about the months and how they're called, what they're called. Enjoy. Right. Um, okay. Question. Yes. Like, if you had watched this, it's it, it, it's hard to ask you guys because you guys are obviously like on the podcast, and you're very like have your finger on the pulse of action movies like across like multiple eras. Right. Yeah. So a little bit tough to ask the question, but talking about the idea of like a straight to DVD movie, or maybe now we have like things that are like straight to streaming, you know, is there any like way that like you watch this and you're surprised that it had a theatrical run? Like, yes. is there any way that yes. you watch this and this feels like a straight to streaming or a straight to DVD thing? I think 100% to me, it feels like a straight to streaming movie. Like I, I, yeah. I, I, I just like I have a lot of thoughts on this movie um, and spoiler alert, they're not well, not a lot of them are positive <laughs> but I I don't it, it didn't it, like I said I knew that it was released in theaters but if you if you had told me that oh yeah this came out straight on like Amazon or, or something like that like I would have been like oh okay yeah like you know like I wouldn't have been surprised there's a reason why. There's there's a reason why a lot of the wrestler wrestlers in movies now well, a lot of those types of movies go straight to DVD like they experimented with this one gave it a twenty million dollar budget and it bit him in the ass you know it makes sense that the next ones would be 
much lower in budget and just go straight to DVD or streaming. And that's kind of all that's, that's their, you know, that's their kind of their formula now, just like with, with, uh, we were talking about when we did, um, um, uh, shark versus whale wolf, like Roger Corman's whole model now for making movies is I'll make them as cheap as I possibly can and just sell them to sci-fi and make a little bit of money on them. They're not going to cost a lot and we'll go from there. So, I think that's that's WWE's take on it too now. You know what I'm curious about, and maybe if we end up covering this movie uh, in Action Movie Starring Wrestlers Month, I'd be curious because it was the year before to see how much the Marine made and see if that influenced like this movie getting made and getting a theatrical release. Like, was that like a surprise hit? I think it so was. Were, if I remember so- correctly, I think the Marine was a surprise hit, and I think Twelve Rounds was actually. A solid hit as well because they made a sequel to that that went that was in theaters I believe. Well, just to clarify, they made a sequel to this movie and it was most definitely a bomb. No, I get it, but they made it. I think they made a sequel to Twelve Rounds that went to theaters. Ooh, I don't know about that. If we if we happen to cover that movie this month, we'll have to look into that as well. Um, Okay, let's start talking about the condemned in this very complicated plot of the movie. Uh, Okay, so we start off. Uh, we're in a prison in Belarus. Uh, they introduce us to this guy. Is that Nathan Jones, by the way? The guy in the prison in Belarus, the the like bald guy that like beats up a bunch of guys, and they're like, oh, we want that guy. The first guy they introduce, LPJ. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking if it is or not. <laughs> I'm also thinking. Uh, well, it's got to be, right? Well, I think he, so. He's if, not if, the, if I he's had not to guess the, it was. He's not the German guy. He's not. Paco, he's not the Japanese guy. He's yeah. not Vinnie Jones. It's gotta be it's whoever the biggest guy was. So yeah, it's gotta yeah. be him. Yeah. yeah. So oh, by the way, is that um never mind. I'll ask when we get to the get to the part of the movie. So they introduce uh uh Nathan Jones, he's in a prison in Belarus. Uh they they put in three guys to fight him and he kills all three of them at once. Uh and, and they cut back to this control room with this guy who I kept calling uh low rent Jeremy Piven, because he kind of looked oh, yeah. like Jeremy Piven and he had a like very Jeremy Piven vibe as if like they had wanted Jeremy Piven to be in this movie, but he didn't want to do it. So they got this guy instead. Yeah. Um, and so this guy's like, Oh man, I, I need him. Right. I want him. So they like offer the warden like a bunch of money and he sells him this prisoner, which apparently this movie makes it seem like every prison warden in the world is corrupt and you could just buy any prisoner out of their prison, uh, that you want. Um, Okay, so then there's a lot of talk about pushing out ads and awareness for the show, and they're setting up all these cameras on this, like, remote island. Uh, I, I can't remember. They say what oceans it's in, but I forget. But they set up all these cameras. And then uh, then the lower-end Jimmy Pimmon guy does, like, a TV interview, which I thought was <laughs> weird, with, like, a respected newswoman, kind of thinking, I guess, that she would be on board with the idea that he was – bringing 10 death row inmates to fight to the death. And the one that won was going to get freed and he was going to broadcast it all on TV. I don't know why he thought this respected journalist was going to be like, I get it. Like, this is a good idea. Yeah. I, she she was appalled. Like, I don't get it. And so. what, what else I don't get is, you know, spoiler, spoiler alert for later on in the movie, the FBI is trying to figure out where this Island is. Why didn't they just ask the reporter who had been there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the reporter was not blindfolded. I, I would assume when they took her there, like she knew where they were at. Just ask the reporter. 
But is the FBI trying to find out where the island is? Because the one guy wants to, and then they're kind of like, ah, don't worry about it. Like, well, even if that guy was the first, his first thought, because they had put that interview out, like, you know, they put didn't they put that interview out um, right before the show was happening? I guess. So I don't. I don't. All he's gonna do is call the reporter. I mean, you're not wrong. Okay, so okay, like I said, he's the guy's got zero shame. Oh, that's like, true. like he's owning it. Oh, hundred like, percent. Like human trafficking, like human cockfighting. Like he's like, yeah, like this is me. Like, yeah. like get, get my face and name out there. That's true. Crazy. I feel um, like that's. I feel like that's like a. That's a real like. Early early to mid two thousands kind of vibe, like with the whole what's his name doing, um, Girls Gone Wild, and uh, uh, what else was there? So the the other exploitative ex- exploitative things that were going on. Uh, uh, w- with filming people and having them do dumb things, like I feel like that's a real kind of sign of that time, right? But I, I mean, I feel like this this concept in general is not like I mean, yeah, it's tweaked a little bit, but sure. it's like this is like uh, not exactly the same, but like you could say like whatever that Jean Claude Van Damme movie that's like the same thing, you know, like uh, Hard Target, right? Like sure. people hunting people, the most dangerous game, like, or it's Death like Race. A t- yeah, but I, you know what? I that was my strongest comparison. But I looked it up. The Jason, well, I guess the original came out in like 1975. The Jason Statham remake, which this movie reminded me a lot of, came out actually in 2008. So, oh, okay. So it came out afterwards. But in my opinion, did a better job with the concept. Much but better job. That's neither here nor there. Okay, <laughs> I, I think we love that movie. Anyway, moving on. I do. I do love Death, Death Race. Death Race is great. Uh, so anyways, uh, one of the first episodes I did on the show as a regular co-host. Uh, yep. Go back and listen to Death Race uh, with a friend of the podcast, Jody. Yes. Another, another question. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Remind me what the premise of Running Man is. Uh, uh, Running Man is actually similar as well. Running yeah, it's, Man, like, it's like in the future and they basically have like a game show where they put prisoners in to like compete for a chance to kind of the same thing, get their freedom and they broadcast it on TV and like there's fights to the death and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, that's, I would, a pretty good comparison. Yeah. How, how is Running Man? Better. Good. It's, it's really good. Running Man is good. I mean, it's, it's a fun watch. It's dumb. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's, I don't know. It's, it's a classic Arnold movie. Running Man is good. Uh, which, by the way, I think I recently saw, well, I don't know, because we're recording this early in February. So, like, you think you know what's on a streaming service and then everything changes. But Running Man was available on Paramount Plus as of the end of January. Yep. So, definitely watch Running Man. Uh, anyways, okay. So, one of the 10 inmates that they're supposed to have on the show gets killed uh, before the. Um, before the show starts so they have to find a replacement prisoner uh they hear of this guy and they go to look at him and is it wasn't that guy a wwe wrestler that's what i wanted to ask i don't like think so i don't think he was okay they i thought maybe him, he was i thought maybe name? he was that great Kali guy he kind of no it was like, not great Kali. Right. <laughs> it was definitely not great Kali. <laughs> um well anyways they go to look at them they go to look at him and they bring in stone cold as one of the prisoners uh, where they're like, oh, just we're going to show you how tough this guy is by having him beat up this other guy in Stone Cold. And like Stone Cold like beats the shit out of that guy. Uh, so they end up deciding to use Stone Cold instead for the uh, fight. Um, so then they're getting ready to take them all out to the island. We kind of get an introduction to uh, all the different prisoners. They're all, you know, there's you know, Vinnie Jones is there and he's super British. And <laughs> there's like, there's a... <laughs> 
husband and wife couple, which were apparently both on death row in the same prison, maybe? Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, I didn't... can't figure out what they would have both done to get on death row together in the same prison. Yeah, I didn't quite get that angle. Um, but anyways, and, and they kind of explain the rules of the game, and they all have a bomb strapped to their wrist. Oh, no, sorry, their ankle. Their ankle, yeah. And it's set to go off in 30 hours. So I guess so it's kind of like, well, so people they know they have to fight. They go set ahead. this, like, before they even get to the island, they set that timer, right? Yeah. And I There is no way the events of this movie take place <laughs> in less than 30 hours. There is no so? possible way. I There's no way they could have done all of that in less than 30 hours. The father time. Um, so anyway, so basically they're like, hey, they're going to go off in 30 hours uh, as a way to basically get them to fight because they're like, only the winner is going to get the bomb taken off their ankle. Right. Um, but they also make it super convenient. There's just like a little red pull tab. And if you Maybe a pull a pull <laughs> tab. Person it blows, blows up. up. Which, oh, is that going to come up? Yeah, it comes up a freaking lot in this movie. <laughs> so anyways, um, they're going to drop them all off. Uh, on the helicopter, there's this Italian dude, uh, and the Italian dude gets pushed off, and he gets impaled <laughs> and killed immediately. Um, so, see you later, Italian guy. We we hardly knew you. Um, and then it seems like the I I guess they're putting the keys to unlock the shackles in their mouths. Yeah. But like Stone Cold, Stone Cold makes a big deal about how he doesn't want the key, and, and so they just push him out without the key. So then he's kind of stuck with the shackles on, which seems like a bad idea. Yeah, like why um, would you, you, you? Obviously, you know what they're doing. They've got a key uh, on a string that they're on a, like a like a mouth guard that they're putting in your mouth. Why would you fight that? And, and also, I don't know if it's worth mentioning the keys are universal, right? Yeah, like, like, like all the keys unlock all the handcuffs. Yeah, you can use them in any one. So they don't have yeah. to. Yeah, that's not specific to each person. Yes. Uh, okay. So uh, immediately, the German guy uh, starts trying to kill one of the two women on the island. No, immediately the uh, German guy tries to rape and then kill the woman on there. Like, yes, the- for being a WWE movie, I felt like this was far more graphic than I expected it to be. There's there's a lot of it's really creepy. Like there's, a, there's little, a lot of there's a lot of ugly stuff in this movie. Yeah. And, and this movie is again, like you kind of said, for for being a theatrical release in WWE, it's surprisingly not very kind in its portrayal of women and how it treats women in this movie. Which is like I get it. It's an action movie, but this movie almost goes overboard with like some of the stuff it does. Like, almost to a point where it's kind of like, well, like, this is kind of like, you know, like, I don't know. I Some of it I had a hard time with, if I'm being honest with you. I, was kinda, I, I wasn't expecting it, and I was kind of like, this is, ugh. like, why why does this need to be in there, you know? Like, and that's, you know, like you said, number one right there, and it comes up again. And then we'll talk about it, but, like, one of the last things that happened in this movie is, like, I, anyways, we'll, we'll get it. So, but surprisingly, she ends up beating the German guy by pulling the red pull tab on his uh, ankle bomb, runs away, he he blows up, see a German guy. Um, Stone Cold lets Manu Bennett, Paco, live, because that dude's like, hey, I just want to find my wife. He's like, all right, go ahead and get out of here. But he throws him the key so he can get his shackles up, okay? Um, Then a helicopter, like kind of like Hunger Games style, a helicopter throws a bag of 
uh, water and food down and like a knife that this guy finds. Yeah, that's really um, what this that was the other thing this movie reminded me of. It reminded me of like a really twist, not that Hunger Games isn't kind of twisted, but a really twisted Hunger Games. Like it was very bizarre the way this this movie played out. Yes. So uh, Vinnie Jones and the and the Japanese guy decide to team up, right? Uh, they're going to be a team. Um, Stone Cold ends up fighting uh, Nathan Jones. Yeah. <laughs> and how does he end up killing him? Uh, anybody? How does he end up killing him? Is that the one where he kicks him off the where he kicks him off the cliff and pulls the tab? Yes, he okay. pulls a tab yeah. and kicks him off a cliff. So he, so he falls off a cliff and blows up. So, so far, we're over, out of three of the ten being killed, two of them got killed by blowing up from that pull tab. Right. Um, okay. So, yeah, so that's when we get to, like we said, the, the, the subplot with the FBI. They're trying to figure out where the broadcast is coming from. Uh, they find out Stone Cold's real name, and they reach out to his old girlfriend in Texas, who will revisit a lot in this movie for no apparent reason. Um, so because oh, yeah, you find out he's Stone Cold's actually like a, I guess semi-retired. Um, what was he like a not he's, a seal? He was a he was special Delta forces. Force. He was Delta Force. Yeah, yeah, and and I guess that like, were later revealed that he was like a retired special forces, but like the Pentagon still hired him to do like black ops things. Like, yeah, they'll set him on like one off. He's essentially like MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> he sent them on black ops missions when they need him to. And, uh, you know, he might come back. He might not. He's okay with it. So anyway, so yeah, so uh, Stone Cold's uh, girlfriend finds out about it and signs up for the live stream in the bar where she works at. Um, the married oh, because, couple because they've got, that was another thing, because the, the bar has high speed. <laughs> I forgot at that time, not everybody had high speed internet. That's fair. Um, I feel like there's a lot too throughout it. And they talk about like, the internet, like the World Wide Web. You oh, know, yeah. Th- th- this idea of like being able to watch something online is like well, mind blowing. Because when this movie was, when this movie was being written and filmed, YouTube hadn't come out yet. YouTube wasn't until, YouTube was in 2006, but at the time this movie was made, YouTube wasn't a thing yet. So people didn't really realize you could, you know, th- that, that whole concept of, live streaming wasn't really prevalent. It was a, it was a completely new foreign concept to people. Right. Um, so Vindy Jones and the Japanese guy run into Paco, uh, and his wife, uh, they beat up the husband. Uh, Vinny Jones kills the wife. And I believe it's implied that he rapes her before he kills her too. Yep. So we're already into another kind of, and like makes the husband watch. Yeah. <sighs> Which is like, okay, uh, and, and like people are, the, the people in like the video cave, like Goldie and whatnot are watching us and they're starting to kind of have like second thoughts uh, about like what's going on, which is like, God, yeah, well, didn't you know this is going to kind of be terrible? I don't know why now you're like, <laughs> this was your breaking point for having second thoughts. Um, so, okay. So then it seems like team ups are kind of happening because Stone Cold decides kind of team up with Paco because he's helping him out. The Japanese guy and Vinnie Jones are teamed up and then the remaining lady and the other American dude kind of you think they're going to team up? More on that a little bit here. Uh, um, so Stone Cold wants to go to the radio tower to make a call so he like sneaks all the way <laughs> into like the recording base um, just so he can make a call um, and also the uh Vinnie Jones, a Japanese guy, uh, they drop them another bag of weapons, but they're like just kind of like a bunch of knives and like 
a uh, bow and arrow. Yeah, and Vinnie Jones oh. is real excited about that bow and arrow. He's like, well, I'll take that. Uh, that was a terrible uh, British accent, but <laughs> you, you get my point. Yeah, and, and, and the guy that's, like, asking the guy that's run the whole thing and he wants him to drop it off for him, he's like, yeah, like, hook him up, like, give him the works. And yeah. then the works, like you're saying, is yeah. like a bow and arrow. Give him a gun. Like, <laughs> oh, and give him a gun. A surprise, and a surprising amount of Molotov cocktails. Yep. And cigarettes. Uh, they got cigarettes, yeah. too. So there's that. So Stone Cold blocks his GPS by just like sticking a piece of metal in the in the um the the ankle thing, I guess. It was like uh, a piece of like he had lead or something and he he wrapped it around the antenna to block it. And and that's when we cut back to the FBI and that's when we learn what we talked about where the guy from the Pentagon is like, Oh yeah, he was doing like this black op black op operation when he got caught and he was actually like blowing up a drug lab, so he's a good guy, right? Um Stone Cold goes to the broadcast center. Uh, so he could call his girlfriend and talk to her. Uh, also, I was surprised that he seemed to have her cell phone number memorized, which, like, I barely remember my own cell phone number, let alone anybody else's. <laughs> well, at that time, people probably still had phone numbers memorized. You, you had to. Different times. That's fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so they end up finding him in the radio tower, and they... Um, they chase him around and blah, blah, blah. He escapes. Uh, then we cut back to the remaining lady and uh, the other American guy. And they're kind of like in that plane, crash plane. Seems to be getting hot and heavy. But it turns out it was just a trick so she could pull his pull test. Yep. And run out and he blows up. Which is like, I didn't even realize now until I'm like recounting this, how many people die because they just get that thing pulled off their uh, ankle. Um, it makes sense though. That's like the easiest way to guarantee somebody gets killed is you pull their pull tab and run. That's what so, I do. I just be sneaking around, hiding in bushes and stuff, waiting for people to walk by, <laughs> snapping the pull tab and taking off running. So this next part of the movie is probably to be like the funniest thing in this whole movie. And I was seriously <laughs> cranking up. So like Vinnie Jones and the Japanese guy find uh, Paco, find Ma- Manu Bennett. And they would like start beating him up, but this is taking place. So they're in the control room, right? And they're having a whole conversation and you see in the background that he's getting beat up by them, right? The the conversation continues outside where low red Jerry pivot goes to a different monitor, has a different separate conversation with Goldie and his girlfriend. <laughs> Paco's still getting beat up. In the background, yep. on the cameras, the whole time this is going on, <laughs> just I was seriously cracking up so much about how much he was getting beat up, and then like finally Stone Cold makes it back to where he is. They're still beating him up at this point in time, but finally, uh, Vinnie Jones shoots him point blank with the arrow, uh, and then they light him on fire. So, but I just, I don't know why, but to me, I was just cracking up that, like, in the background of all these shots, you're just getting, like, beat up the whole time. <sighs> okay. So, so like, oh, go ahead. Pretty, like, pretty rough for Paco. Like, he wanted, like, to find his wife. You know, he didn't really seem very combative. And they're like, yeah, like, we're not going to do the pull tab thing on you. Like, we're going to have you get yeah. beat for, like, Jill putting out for as long as you are. And then you're going to take the arrow. And then. You're going to get lit on fire, you yeah. know, like all, all in on, front guys. of Stone Cold. Yeah. Um, Paco should have okay. just waited for them to show up and pulled his own pull tab. Dude, because he didn't want to take him out. That's true. 
Well, that would be a good move. They should have pulled the pull tab. So uh, Stone Cold beats the shit out of the Japanese guy, which is pretty satisfying because that guy, he thought he was going to be kind of a badass, but then Stone Cold just like beats yeah, the shit out of him. Not so badass. Um, but he, so like they're chasing Stone Cold and he like dives into some bunker and then like the the remaining like lady is in the bunker, but she gets shot with an arrow. Um, and, and then that's when they throw that surprising amount of Molotov cocktails into the bunker. And for some reason, the lady blows herself up because she didn't seem like she was dead with the one arrow, but she still pulls her own pull tab. Am I, is that, that's what happens, right? Yeah, she did. Cause Steve, Steve was trying to save her. Yeah. And then like, she's like, like was trying to be of assistance and she's like, no, like, I'm going on on my own terms. Yeah. And he like escapes through like a trap door at the bottom of the, um, bunker or whatever it is. Yeah, and she it's like blows a drainage up. thing. Yeah. <laughs> So just to clarify, now at least four of the people have died because they blew up because of the pull tabs. Tell me, smart move. Um, okay, so uh, Stone Cold fights uh, Vinnie Jones and the Japanese guy again. Uh, he ends up killing the Japanese guy. I think it's pretty violent. I think he like stabs him in the chest with a big knife. Um, Stone yeah, Cold does. It, it's he just like you're right. It is super violent. It's so weird. Like the the movie has these weird extremes. Like, they can't just kill somebody. He's got to, like, look the guy in the eyes and stab him in the chest, like, as hard as he possibly can. Uh, They can't just, like, kill the woman. They got to rape her in front of her husband and then blow her up. You know, everything, it's such a weird series of extremes with this movie. And and also, like, the the language being used, you know, like the way that some people are referred to. V- very rough, you know. Very, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I, I think Joe earlier used the word uh, "ugly." There were some yeah. ugly things about the film. That the, there were some ugly words being used. hundred percent. And like we were saying too, like the, this, like this was in theaters, and this is like a WWE Studios thing, right? Yeah, it's it surprising just seems that off it's, to me. It's surprising. I mean, you could make an R-rated action movie and not, I mean, not use like some of the language, some of the. Some of the things that it uses, it just seems like I don't I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like that they were trying to be like a little lofty. And I think they try and touch on that at the end. I think they were trying to go for some big like statement about like culture and what people are watching and entertainment. And, like they were trying. But it's like this is not the movie to make that statement. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Like. Sure. Like this, you don't take yourself too seriously to try and make some big statement about like culture and what we watch and all this stuff. Like, anyways, okay. So uh, he kills the Japanese guy, and then I like that Vinnie Jones, instead of fighting Stone Cold, like runs away like a bitch yeah. <laughs> after <laughs> after he sees the uh, Japanese guy get killed. Um, uh, they kind of jump off a waterfall, I guess, but they're both fine. Uh, then they drop Vinnie Jones a bag with a shotgun in it. Yep. <laughs> um. And uh, he just like they're like, hey, send in the live camera unit to film this. And Vinnie Jones kills the live camera unit. Okay. Um, and then it looked like Stone Cold was dead. Like everyone thought he was dead because he like slipped down some rocks and was like floating in the water. So everyone thought he was dead. Um, but spoiler alert, he wasn't dead, right? Um, oh, and that's when we cut back to the bar and we get that reporter again, and she's like. Maybe that's when they're airing the interview because she yeah. gives a real she gives a real heavy speech about everyone watching. She's like, she, she's like all the people watching this live event, we're the condemned. You know, like bringing in the title of the movie and all that stuff. But, uh, so, <laughs> so they find out that like the Marines, I guess, are on their way to the island. The seals. So yeah. there's a seal the seals. Team. 
So low rent Jeremy Piven is like, I got to get out of here. Uh, but apparently, like, I, I'm the only one who can fit on this helicopter. Uh, so Goldie goes to confront him about this. And, like, his head of security just murders Goldie. So see you, Goldie. He's yeah. dead. Um, they bring Vinnie Jones in. They take the bomb off his leg. Um, and it turns out that all the way from the start that Laura and Jimmy Pivot had made a deal with Vinnie Jones to win this. He was like, he was, I think the deal was something to the amount of like, we'll make sure you win as long as you put on a good show. Right. Like that's right. kind of what their deal was. Um, so he ends up saying, Hey, you're a free man. You can go, but he's supposed to give him money. And he's kind of like, yeah, I'm not giving you any money. So, and this is where I, I feel like another very ugly part of this movie is is like he goes into like the kind of command center where they've been filming all this and he just like murders everybody in that room yeah. like and i don't know why like i thought i was like oh he's gonna kill like one person or whatever he kills all of them and it's brutal and it's like especially like that last guy who's like crying over his dead friends and he I'm like why is this in this movie like, like we we already he's, established he's it talks to him before he does that, like one by one. Yeah, yeah, he really does. Like he really, it's real sadistic the way it is. It, it's, it's so weird. Cause like the audience for this movie is not the audience for that content. You know what I mean? Well, it's just like, and it's like, I don't understand. Cause it, it's like, you don't need to establish Vinnie Jones as like a bad dude anymore in this movie. It's clear. He's a bad guy. Like we don't like, this is like the last 10 minutes of this movie like why are you why is this in here like why and that's you know like i don't understand like it just seems unnecessary at the end of this movie you know and i'm not one who's like oh it's too violent it just i just don't feel like the scene needs to be in the movie you know it's just like yeah no i agree with you it doesn't serve a purpose so anyways so um stone cold shows up right as he's about to vinnie jones is about to kill i guess uh low rent jimmy piven's girlfriend uh, and Stone Cold kind of like stops him and he's got a gun and like uh, I did kind of like the only kind of witty comment of this is when like uh, Vinnie Jones gives this long speech about how he how he had to kill all these people in the military and he was in prison and it was horrible and blah 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 and Stone Cold says something to the effect of like uh, it seems like he had a really hard life he's like it's a good thing it's over and he just like shoots, shoots him. some of that yeah which I was like okay I kind of like that a little bit um, so Stone Cold goes running after low rent, low rent Jeremy Piven uh, but low rent Jimmy Pivot gets into uh, a helicopter and it looks like he's going to get away. But then, <laughs> then the girlfriend shows up, gives Stone Cold the uh, ankle bomb that was on Vinnie Jones's uh, ankle. He pulls the bolt out and heaves it into the helicopter and the helicopter blows up uh, and, and it crashes. Uh, and that's the end. Uh, and then I guess... Everything else is cool, you know, because I guess everyone else that was there is dead, and they just take Stone Cold home to his girlfriend's house in Texas. Yeah, well, that's yeah. the end. And and oh, and you could hear Nickelback. <laughs> Plenty of Nickelback. Lots and of then Nickelback. Then Nickelback track hits hard when Stone Cold's pulling up at the it house. It really does. And really they get does. to be reunited. Like it was. That was that was maybe the most 2007 WWE song I could think of. How old? I mean, how old is Stone Cold Steve Austin right now? I'm gonna look up how old he is. I'm just curious how uh, old he was when he made this movie. He's 58 right now, so. All right, so this was uh, 14 years ago. uh, No, uh, 15. Let's say 16 years ago when it was filmed. Okay, I was just curious. I didn't because I don't know. I feel like he has kind of 
a, kind of an ageless quality. Like I couldn't yeah. pin down his age. I agree. Like, sure. yeah. He doesn't seem super old, but he doesn't seem super young. He kind of like exists in that weird kind of like. Yeah. He looks the gray. same now as he did then essentially. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Yeah. So uh, we've made it to the end of the condemned. Um, I, do you have any role reversals for us? Hell no. I mean, the only, the only role reversal I have is at one point, uh, Vinnie Jones was supposed to play the Stone Cold Steve Austin part. And then when WWE got involved to produce this, they're like, no, we're going to go ahead and make, we're going to go ahead and make Stone Cold the main character. And Vinnie Jones, you can be the villain. <laughs> Fair enough. And he was like, can you imagine if this movie Stone Cold would play the Vinnie Jones part? No, I don't think it would have been Stone Cold playing the Vinnie Jones part, but can you imagine Vinnie Jones playing the Stone Cold part? <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. Can you imagine this movie getting made without Stone Cold in it? <laughs> I don't know. I, when I watched uh, part two with Randy Orton, I'll let you know. That's fair. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, talk for a minute. I want to look up what the plot says for The Condemned 2. All right. Well, um, so, 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 so... W- L- LPJ. Yes. Can I share some plots? I'm okay with that. Okay. I'm going to burn some time for Joe to look stuff up. Um, I don't know if interesting is the word. Things that come to my mind. Yeah. Um, the whole like battle royale thing, you know, and I think it would have been like 99 or 2000 when you had like the Japanese novel and the Japanese movie, you know, yep. but like whenever it would have spiked with like gaming, like PUBG was a thing. Yep. Fortnite was a thing. Mm-hmm. Fortnite still is like a huge thing. Warzone, yep. like people are playing Warzone for free. So the battle Royale thing in gaming, you know, and then also like watching stuff on the internet. Um, people do it, you know? Yeah. Thought, some thoughts. I, you know, I never got into it. The, it was the, never really my thing. I didn't see, I know of battle Royal, the movie and the, and the, and the, and the book. Uh, I've never, I've never seen it though. Is it any good? I actually read the book. Yeah. Which for me is like something I've not read a lot of books in my life. You know. Sure. I had the. I think I was like one of like the and, and Joe. Whenever I can stop talking. Just let oh, me you know. can, you can if you want, or you can finish your thought. Because uh, okay. spoiler alert. The summary for this plot is not interesting. It just says, a former bounty hunter who finds himself on the run as part of a revamped condemned tournament in which convicts are forced to fight each other to the death as part of a game that's broadcast to the public. It does have West Studi in it, though, so, okay, that's all. It's not very interesting. It basically just sounds like they remade the first movie with Randy Orton. Disappointing. <laughs> a little bit. I appreciate you doing the homework for us, though. Of course, um, I should have been prepared before we started. I, I guess to finish that train of thought, I watched Toonami when I was younger. Yeah. I think that introduced me to anime and like other like Japanese forms of media. I think somehow that's how Battle Royale got on my radar. Yeah. And also I could be way off on this, but I remember back when like Netflix was like a thing where like you got the DVDs in the mail. I remember like we had that. I I could be off on my timing on this, but I want to say I might have got like the DVD for Battle Royale like mailed in from Netflix back when that was a thing. Because I think that's the way that I got a lot of that, like other content yeah. that I couldn't find, like at family video oh, at that yeah, time. Totally. I would like, and like you would go on like the Netflix website and you'd have like a queue, yep. you know, and like move things around, you know. Um, so, yeah. So I did watch Battle Royale at the time. I remember liking it. And I think that was a time in my life where I like Japanese content and stuff was very cool to me. Yeah, I, I think I, I would say of the movies that are, you know, like like the most dangerous game or like, you know, Hard Target or like this you know, this, or, you know, uh, 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 death race even, um, 
I don't know what's what's probably the best one. Is it is it is it Running Man? Is it Death Race? Is it you know? I mean, I I mean, I can't I can't answer that question, but I know it's not the Condemned. <laughs> you know, I feel what? like that's a good summary. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. <laughs> well, you know what? Why don't we just rate this thing? Let's do it. All right. Well, AJ, you can either go first or have one of us go first. What would you like? Uh, I like when you guys go first. Okay. You want me to go first? LBJ, I want you, I want you to go first. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I had a certain expectation to this movie. I didn't think it was going to be great, but I did think it was going to be, you know, I thought it was going to be a certain way. I thought it was going to be like a dumb standard action movie you know not great not terrible gonna have some interesting fights in it maybe maybe a cool uh, stunt or an explosion or something in it and it did have some of those things what i didn't expect was um the the what's the word i'm looking for the it was hard to watch in parts you know what I mean? Ugliness, the ugliness. It, it's an ugly movie. Like it, it's not what I expected. The the like I said earlier, the audience for the ugliness that's in this movie is not the audience that went to see this movie. I don't think. And I'm really surprised that that content was in here. And I, and that's not me being a prude. Like you know, I, I I have no problem watching movies like that if that's what I'm going in there to see. You know, but I didn't expect it in a movie like this. Um, so it really, it really kind of drug it down for me. There's parts where I was like, "Well, I, you know, I don't really know that I want to keep watching this movie." Uh, it's, it just, it's not what I expected the movie to be. Uh, there are some things that I like. I don't mind Stone Cold in this. I think he does a fine job. He, it's mm-hmm. not like he has, he doesn't exactly have to do a whole lot of heavy lifting as far as dialogue goes. Um, but as far as what he does in the movie, I think he does it well. I think Vinnie Jones, despite the content of what he's doing, I think he's a great villain. Um, but you know, and, and the other convicts are fine too. They're, they're there to, to fill a need for what they want for the they're movie. They're fine. They're fine. They're fine. They're okay. in LBJ's book. They're fine. Um, but overall, you know, it's not terrible. It's not great though. I'm going to go, I'll go two machine guns with this. Ooh. Okay. I'll go next. Uh, I did not like this movie um, for all the things that uh, LPJ talked about. I, I didn't like the ugliness in it. And I, and I, and I get like, you could be like, well, they're trying to make a point about how like, you know, like culture and watching like, you know, the very point of it is like watching something like this, a televised death match is ugly. And like you bring in, like I could see where you could try and make like, that's what they were trying to do. And that's why they had such kind of harsh stuff in this movie is because they were trying, but like, I just don't feel like this is a, this is the movie to make like that point, you know, like, like you said, you don't go into it and, and I just don't think it pulls it off successfully enough to really go for that angle. Um, I didn't think there really wasn't any, I mean, maybe one, but the, none of the action itself was that interesting. Like we said, most of the fights were just people getting their tabs pulled out and blowing up. Vinnie Jones was fine. Um, 
I, I did like Stone Cold in this, uh, and I could see why he's made so many like straight to DVD movies, you know, because he is a charismatic guy, and like you said, he doesn't do a lot, but that's kind of his thing, you know. So I did like him in it, but overall, I I did not. I, I was expecting this to kind of be maybe a like you said a dumb fun watch, but it kind of was just like, yeah, I just I didn't like it. I'm going to give it uh, one machine gun. AJ. Yeah, it's um. Um, I feel like when it comes to ratings, a lot of the time I get like deeper than I need to. It's weird to think about something like this and like rating it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, also, we don't need to be like, um, yeah, too deep. But like, let's say like on like Disney Plus, you know, um, there was some stuff that used to be like in Disney movies, you know. Yep. And I think Disney has like a message that comes up when you're going to watch those things and it talks about how like they're not going to like remove that stuff but they're going to acknowledge that like it like was wrong you know and it was inappropriate and i think we've talked about like the ugliness in this you know um i feel like that's kind of what it made me think of you know of like man like is this the kind of stuff that and also you guys talk about the um or i think lpj at least was talking about like the target audience right who is the target audience for something like this and especially if they were going to be like paying for a a ticket and going and sitting in a theater to watch this you know so um i think for those reasons you know it feels hard to rate you know is it a pure like entertainment thing you know or is it how does it make you feel um so like i don't know but like was i entertained yes and like was it nostalgic in some ways, especially we've realized that I'm pretty hung up on like the Nickelback song at the end. <laughs> yeah. And like, it, it is fun to like revisit things like that, you know, and like sign of the times and remember like nostalgia is a good time and stuff, you know, but also like we talked about the, the ugliness in there makes it rough, you know? Um, so to try and actually get to a rating, I think that I will try to rate it more as like how entertained I was. Okay. Um, and I think that would land me around like the two with LPJ. I think I think at first um might have been like two and a half. Um, but I think and I think especially like talking about it with you guys has helped me process it more, you know. So I appreciate like the dialogue that we've had here, you know. So I think I'm gonna go with the two spot. I think I'm gonna scale back my original thought a little bit and I'm gonna land on a two. Makes sense. Yep. Yeah. And like I said, I I I, I think my overall thought on this is that it just you you would think that like talking about like we want wwe fans to come in you think this would just be a movie where these people on the island just like wailing on each other and stuff like the whole movie you know just like you know like but it's not like it 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 tries to i don't know like i don't know what it was going for maybe like something loftier than it should have been but like I, I just I can't see someone going in expecting to be like oh I'm gonna because I, I don't know I I, I just I, I feel like this movie just misses the mark a lot. Yep. Nope. I you know I, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you at all. Um, I, I will agree with you guys. Um, this Stone Cold has a lot of charisma though. Yeah. You know? And and like credit to Stone Cold too. Like when he was like a wrestler and he was the uh, the anti-authority figure, mm-hmm. right? So like Mister McMahon is his boss and he's playing that character that like people are frustrated with their work situation and their boss, you know, and he's kind of just like getting on the mic and like cutting promos and like cracking beers and stuff, you know, transitions very well into him being like this heroic, like guy. I don't know if he said he was like, um, the, his lady was in Texas, right? Yeah. yeah. So maybe he has some roots in Texas, you know, 
um, who's got the military background and stuff, you know, it carried over very well. Um, and like Joe said too, makes a lot of sense to me that he was able to do the straight to movie or the straight to DVD and straight to streaming thing, you know, cause yeah, guys got charisma. Yeah, yeah it, totally. it, it did. I will say this: like, I didn't care for this movie, but it did make me curious to be like, "Hey, maybe I'll throw on one of those other Stone Cold ones just to see like one of his other like movies that he made, like straight to whatever you want to call it, just to see, you know?" Because like, I think he's, you know, he he. I could see why he fits in these roles good, and I would like to see him in another movie that's not this one. So maybe I'll check one of the like fifteen that are available. Yeah. Maybe that one with him and Michael J. White. That's Maybe. Really I was thinking that too. Because, you know, I think he was underused in Expendables. I think he was just kind of a, a guy standing there essentially in Expendables. Um, yeah. So you don't really get a chance to see his personality or, or who what he can do as an actor. Um, this movie, you, you do get a glimpse of that. And it, it made me want to watch something else that he's in. So. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, we'll see. 100%. maybe we'll cover the, you know, we love Michael J. White. Maybe we'll cover uh, that movie too. Yeah, 100%. I'd, I'd be down for that. Right. I, I get one more question yeah. before we wrap up. Um, action movie star tier list. Yeah. Michael J. White. I mean, he's like, uh, it's tricky. I and think that- like he's, he's being cast in something like you see him as a build actor in it and, and it like piques your interest more and like how you feel about his ability to carry an action film. I don't think he's a good enough actor sometimes. He's inconsistent. Can I can I interrupt and tell you something interesting? Stone Cold Steve Austin and Michael J. White have made two movies together. Oh. One of them is called Chain of Command, and one is called Tactical Force. Okay. So I just want you to know that because I, I Googled uh, Michael J. White's Stone Cold movie, yeah. and I had to be like, which one? Because there's two of them. So. Yeah. I don't know. I think Michael J. White is, you know, you've got all the people in the Expendables and he's not in it. Like, I get why he's not in it. You know what I mean? Like, he's, I think he's that level, like, below anybody in the Expendables. In, like, March Madness terms, do you think he's, like, the first one out looking in? Like, if there was, like, a cutoff for people that are making the tournament. Yeah, probably. And they're making the Expendables roster. He's, like, kind of right on that cusp. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think he's, he's like that, you know. He's he's that he's that top tier straight to DVD kind of guy. Oh, Keith Jardine is in one of these movies. Do you know mean? Uh, yeah, he's in Tactical Force. All right, maybe we'll watch that one. But uh, anyway, wow. a training exercise for the LAPD SWAT team goes terribly wrong when they find themselves pitted against two rival gangs while trapped in an abandoned hangar, armed with nothing but blanks. All right, I think I think we got to see that one now. Sorry, I'll stop reading. I, I, I don't understand the armed with nothing but blanks. Wait, well, so it's a training exercise? Training so they exercise. Don't have... I think it's a training exercise that okay. goes wrong. Yeah. So. Okay. Thank anyway. You. I understand now. <laughs> Sorry. Moving on. Is there anything you guys want to plug before I get the regular plugs in? Uh, I just want to plug Tubi. Um, Tubi, Tubi, Tubi. It's free. Uh, it's got a lot of content. Um and you got to watch a few commercials, but it's not that many. So check out Tubi. It's free. Download it if you don't have it. Yep. Any, uh, did you get any new shoes lately, AJ? Anything you want to plug with your new shoes? Uh, uh, I did order the Cardinal 7s, so, so the Air Jordan 7 Cardinals, which I feel like is a nice compromise for, like, the Olympic. So I don't know if you guys would remember, like, the, the Olympic 7s, um, which basically kind of had, like, a red, white, and blue yes. kind of thing going on to them. So they've got, like, some of those hits, you know, so. Okay. 
Yeah, so, so so nice compromise. You know, obviously, um, I never had an opportunity to get a pair of Olympic sevens, but thankful to have the Cardinal sevens on the way. Excellent, excellent. I enjoy your. Nice. I enjoyed going in your basement and seeing your 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 shoe collection in their their individual like plastic cases. It was nice. It was a. I don't know anybody else who's a who's a sneakerhead, so it was cool to see. Oh. Thank you. I appreciate that. And um, and, and I'll also, um, met my, my girlfriend Megan is probably listening, so I will say hello to Megan. And Megan, thank you for taking care of me while I've been under the weather. Look at that. Excellent. See that? That's a good plug. My <laughs> wife you. never listens to the show, so, you know, I don't usually have to plug plug stuff like that. Um so, so we are the last action podcast. If you wanna, if you wanna talk to us about this movie or any other wrestling movie, check us out on Discord. Go to GameZillaMedia.com. Scroll to the bottom of the page. Click on the Discord link. Join us on Discord. We chat about all kinds of stuff. Um, I, I was was shown this picture of a ridiculous JCVD tattoo, and uh, part of me actually wants to get this tattoo now because it's so it's complete lunacy. Um, so go on Discord; you can see what that yeah. what that JCVD a- tattoo is. AJ's on the Discord. You can talk to AJ on yep. the Discord. Yes, uh, LPJ. How many? You got some tattoos already, right? I have two. You yeah. got a few. Mm-hmm. You got two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, I have yeah. two, both on my legs. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm always looking for something fun to get later on, so we'll we'll see. Uh, I only get tattoos that I that I think are funny, typically. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, we're available on every social media platform, but most social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we haven't updated. We haven't updated our MySpace page in a while. MySpace, so, nope, no. Tom's he, Tom's on me about that too. He's like, listen, <laughs> can you maybe? Update your your songs, something. <laughs> Our top eight. Our top eight, so. something on there. Oh man, we're old. Some people listening don't know what we're talking about. That, uh, that, hey. That's that's weird to think about, right? That that some people, yeah, of the current generation, that yeah. they just wouldn't know. My my because t- think about two thousand seven and like high school, like MySpace was like pretty well, big. Think about how many people you confuse when you talk about Netflix having to send you DVDs. People are like, "What? What? What?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that probably sounds insane. My my eight year old, I have a shelf in my basement that has you know my DVD collection and stuff on there. And my eight yeah, really, my eight year old pulls them out every once in a while. He's like, "What are these? <laughs> like they're DVDs?" He's like, "What's a DVD? It's got a movie on it." He's like, "What?" <laughs> He doesn't understand. He doesn't understand the concept of physical media. It's very strange to me. Um, and my and my older son calls uh, tube TVs box TVs. Oh. I don't know. Anyway, um, that's, you know thank what? you, AJ. Thanks for, for being, being here, on. AJ. As always. Yeah, as always. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Uh, anything else? We good? No. Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. You got to go strap some more. Uh, you know, visit some more playgrounds. I got to see if I can put together a uh, Johnny Carson before the next record. So Probably a good idea. Well, on that note, this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back. <laughs>